We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 11, 2012. And we're going to then now segue into the next report entitled The Ten Dire Consequences of Obama's Re-Election Victory. Things to keep in mind. Uh, so what does an Obama re-election mean for the next four years in America? Now that he's in for the second and last term, of course, Obama no longer needs to restrain his actions according to popularity. In other words, like I've said, the governor, which is something that keeps something in check, essentially, is, is off. There's no more governor on his, on his, uh, he's basically without restraint now, essentially. Uh, whereas before, he was thinking about getting in for another four years. So, he can simply unleash any desirable executive order by rule or decree, bypassing Congress as he has frequent, frequently promised to do. This puts America in a very dangerous situation. Given Obama's well-demonstrated desire to destroy freedom and liberty in this nation, remember, Obama is an anti-health freedom, anti-food freedom, anti-GMO labeling, anti-medical freedom, and anti-farm freedom. Now, this is Mike Adams writing this story, so he's coming at it from more of a health perspective. Obviously, he's a lot more anti in a lot of other areas than just those things. He goes on to say he's the one who issued an executive order claiming government ownership over all farms and farm equipment, in case you forgot that fact. Uh, there's a link to that story if you like to see that. He's also the guy who just recently issued an executive order merging Homeland Security with local corporate entities to grant the executive branch of government a power monopoly over the nation, bypassing the courts in Congress. You probably haven't even heard about that one because he secretly signed it during Hurricane Sandy, and we're going to talk about that uh, very shortly here. Given Obama's atrocious track record on freedom during the first four years in the White House, here are my ten top predictions for the next four years, if America even lasts that long before ripping itself apart. Number one, expect a huge expansion of TSA and the surveillance state. Watch for TSA to expand, expand its occupation of America by setting up checkpoints on roadways, sporting events, malls, and surprise locations. Expect to see TSA agents become even more belligerent and lawless as they ramp up their sexual molestation of innocent victims. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the future, the agency will want to track all of your daily travels, no matter where you go, according to predictions made by some health ex experts. And there's a link to that story, and it just came out recently. So going further, continuing, while all eyes were on Hurricane Sandy in the days leading up to the storm's breach on the mainland in the Northeast, the White House was busy devising new ways to enslave America under the guise of protecting national security. On October 26, 2012, Barack Obama quietly signed an executive order establishing the so-called Homeland Security Partnership Council, which is a private-public partnership that basically merges the Department of Homeland Security with local governments and private sector for the implied purpose of giving the executive branch complete and limitless control over the American people, which this is a tenet of fascism as well, merging private and public sector and government all into one gigantic, <clears throat> satanic machine. The White House forming uh, is also forming nationwide secret police to monitor the lives of Americans. This is precisely the angle being taken by this new executive order we just mentioned, except it goes even further 
in conflating federal power structures with local governments and private sector. Based on the eerie language contained in the executive order, the federal government appears ready to begin rapidly expanding its control and command operations at the local level by establishing a vast network of homeland security, quote, partnerships throughout the country, which will be tasked with reporting back to the central command and feeding intelligence information as requested by the federal officials. This just came out this week from InfoWars, and it was a poll that they commissioned um, a... I guess some, it's Harris Interactive, it's, they're, they're, this is what they do, they do polling, and they commissioned them to um, basically find out different things about the American populace. And what it determined, it found that almost one-third of American adults would accept a TSA body cavity search in order to fly with a majority of Americans also feeling that a law that would make disobeying a TSA agent in any public place illegal as reasonable. This is almost absolutely incomprehensible. Do you know what a body cavity search is? This is what happens when you go into like like uh, these prisons and these types of things. I mean, I'm not even going to get into the gory details, but it's about as bad as it could possibly get, where they're literally searching your body cavities. And think from the waist down. Okay? I mean, we're talking as invasive, we're talking sexual molestation, that, that I mean, of a unbelievably high magnitude perverted order. And one-third would submit to this to fly on a plane... I mean, and think about it. You'd have to do it every single time. I mean, because you fly on the next plane. Let's say you, you go somewhere <laughs> one day. You, you fly out. You undergo your body cavity search where you basically have to become... I mean, in order to do that, you have to be totally naked. Okay? They come in there. They perform the body cavity search. You get on a plane. You fly out to wherever. Okay, and let's say you... you, you, you Go to your destination, you do whatever you're going to do. A day later, you fly back. You have to undergo another body cavity search. Now, <clears throat> if you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile. It will most likely come to this if you we just let TSA keep doing what they're doing without any pushing back. And again, this is where Satan will take this. And one-third are already willing to submit to this. And that means they would be willing to subject their families to it as well. Yeah, go go sexually uh, rape, essentially, my little children and wife. Because they might, you know... I mean, this is just incomprehensible. And then the, the next part saying that a law... Uh, the majority of Americans also feeling that a law that would make disobeying a TSA agent... We're talking the most perverted... Now, I'm not saying they all are, but a lot of them... And they're trying to phase in more of these degenerate, reprobate, many of them are ex-pedophiles, many of the people in charge are, not ex-pedophiles, are pedophiles, are, you know, the, the, how they've caught them, stealing massive amounts of, of, of money and things like that, um, the perversion, the, the, the degenerate people they are actively recruiting into this position. I mean, who better to work for Satan than somebody that's, 
totally degenerate, like a pedophile. Or, you know, uh, let's say a pedophile ex-con. I don't know. This is who they're recruiting to work for TSA. It's been proven over and over and over again. These people have been busted, but it just doesn't, you know, it makes alternative news, but it generally doesn't make national news that much. So we're talking people that aren't even law enforcement agents that have more power than any law enforcement agent. I mean, even the police don't can't just pull you over and do a body cavity search. You know, whereas TSA would have that power. And and people are saying that they're saying and determining that a majority of Americans felt that a law that would make disobeying a TSA agent in any public place illegal is that's okay. It's it's just beyond, absolutely beyond comprehension what I'm talking about here. The shock results emphasize the level of indignity Americans are willing to tolerate in order to travel. I stopped when this TSA stuff started. I haven't been on a plane in years. You know, I have done what I've told my listeners, you know, to do. I haven't just given lip service, and then went and flew behind everyone's back and put up with it. I'm not condemning you if you have. I'm just saying I have put my money where my mouth is, essentially. I've done what I've said not to do. It's God is my witness. And, um, you know, it's just going to get worse with the TSA unless there's a massive pushback from the American public. Because this is satanic, and... Satan is going to keep taking and taking and taking as much as we let him take. Going further, they also highlight how TSA's reputation has remained remained largely intact despite a series of scandals and widespread criticism from innumerable public figures. And then there was that, that saying by Benjamin Franklin, who was also a high-level occultist in the Hellfire Club and these types of things. So I'm not endorsing Benjamin Franklin. But he said, essentially, those who will trade freedom for security deserve neither. And this is very, very true. Trading freedom for security. There's no security. TSA hasn't prevented anything, essentially. They're just there to strip us of our humanity and to degrade us and denigrate us and, and, and make us submit to this slave treatment, you know, and, and just stripping us of our our humanity and our dignity. And just that's why they're there. They're there for absolutely, totally satanic, nefarious purposes. They are nothing but pure evil. Second point that they're expect he's expecting, uh, Mike Adams writing in this article. Second point, expansion of secret arrests of Americans. Obama secretly signed the NDAA, legalizing the secret arrests of U.S. citizens while denying them due process. Obama also authorized secret kill lists that claimed to authorize the U.S. government to assassinate targeted individuals. With his re-election in place, expect Obama to start issuing a mass amount of kill orders that will even start targeting political opponents. I would imagine I'd be pretty high on that list. You know. Now, I rely on the Lord Jesus Christ for protection. I have taken, obviously, physical measures as well, but I'm not relying on that. I'm relying on the Lord Jesus Christ. But, I mean, I can see in the next four years alternative media being essentially gone. Radio, 
television, internet, I would think that if the New World Order is ready to really, really ramp it up, in four years, I'm not here. I'm not in this capacity regarding ministry. I'm not saying I'm dead necessarily, but um, that's absolutely 100%. And, you know, if, if that's the case, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm ready to die to get the truth out. I'm not going to stop unless, you know, they shut me down, they shut the internet down, or whatever. But it's not, I've heard a lot of people this week and they're ready to hang it up. Now I'm not saying if you're ready to hang it up, if you're a watchman or whatever, that you're not hearing that from God. I'm not saying that. But I don't have really that conviction right now. I mean, when I see this level of, of evil, all I want to do is fight harder. All it does is make me righteous and indignant. I, I just want to go after it even harder. I want to expose it even more. I want to go down swinging from a, from a Christian spiritual standpoint. I want to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And to be a good soldier in the army of Christ, essentially. That's, that's where I'm at. You know? And dying for the Lord Jesus Christ is an honor and a privilege. So, I'm not saying that, that I'm praying for death or anything like that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if it comes down to that. This is pure tyranny we're talking about here. And I just can't keep my mouth shut. You know? I just can't do it. It's just not in me. I just want to keep fighting. It's, it's just everywhere I look, I just become infuriated with the evil that I see encroaching at every corner. And it's like, okay, you're going to encroach, I'm going to, I'm going to fight back, I'm going to push back as hard as I can. I'm going to expose Satan and his devices as much as I can possibly expose them. For the sake of the people that need to be educated on all the devices of Satan, lest he get an advantage of us, like... 2 Corinthians 2.13 talks about that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge like Hosea 4.6 talks about that we're supposed to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness to show light on them, to make them manifest. You know, to walk circumspectly, not as fools. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Because the night is coming when no man can work. The night is coming when no man can work and it could be literally tomorrow. I mean, we're just one event away from, you know, all of this stuff being set in motion. We're just one big event, whether it's false flag, whether it's World War III starting, you know, they've got all the things in place to shut down the internet, you know, and if you want to, and again, I'll say this, um, if you want to have all my teachings in one spot, there is, my, my listener from Australia offers that USB flash drive. And um, it's got like, oh my word, I don't even know, 700, I don't even know, all kind of bonus material. It's on, if you go to contendingfortruth.com, you scan down to the right side, you click on the link, it takes you to his website. And and um, I don't have anything, to, you know, he handles all that, and, and um, he's been an incredible blessing. But if you want to have all of those teachings... Um, in one spot with a lot of other bonus material, a lot of other survival stuff on there, things like that, all my PDFs, all that stuff in one spot. 
And if I was you, I'd probably keep that little dude wrapped in aluminum foil. Because if we get hit with an EMP attack, it'll most likely wipe it out. And an EMP attack is just definitely something that would... You know, they predicted that if we had, were hit by an EMP attack, like if they detonated a, a large nuclear device over America and it fried all the electronics, that most, the vast majority of all Americans would be dead within one year. I mean, look what's happening with Sandy. Yeah, because there'd be no power. Taylor's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, there'd be no power. No power. No run, let's say no running water. Let's say no, no sewage. That by itself... This is what, that's the main reason that life expectancy went up in the early 1900s, is we got better sewage disposal, treatment, the whole nine yards on that. It's one of the main reasons a lot of those, those diseases were wiped out, because we had better sanitation practices. Was it because the, the vaccines kicked in and saved us? That's a lie from the pit of hell. It was the sanitation. That by itself, that one thing, do you have any kind of sanitation thing to fall back on if the toilets stop working? You might want to think about that. You know, you might want to think about that. There's all kind of things you can buy on, on survival sites. One of them's called a luggable loo, and it's a, I mean, basically all you need was a five a five gallon bucket, and and this they sell toilet seats that actually are literally for those five gallon buckets, and they snap right on, and you can use that. And you can have uh, little things you put in there to, to sanitize the thing. And, and, you know, they sell the bags that you put in those. But, oh, my word, they're expensive. I think you could probably do the same thing with a couple with a couple or one heavy-duty um, bag like that you could put in there that you can get at a store and save a whole lot of money. Because those bags are really outrageous. And it's just, that's just one thing, though. Just one thing. But it's really important, you know. People are so dependent on the government right now, and it's all being done by design with the welfare class and a lot of other things. And I'm not knocking people that are on Social Security, like I was accused of. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm talking more the welfare. I'm talking more the people that expect it. Like, I deserve this. The government, I'm, they're supposed to take care of me because I just deserve it. Man, that's, that's some scary stuff. I went over a lot of the scenarios that could happen. And particularly, inner city, big cities would be one of the worst places you could possibly be. But if we had no electricity, no running water, no sanitation, food delivery would, sh- would shut down, I mean, you could go on and on and on. And people would be, I mean, you look at what's going on with Sandy right now, with what happened there, that a lot of that's being suppressed in the media. And that's just a harbinger of things to come, essentially. So, we go further. Um, Three, acceleration of national debt blowout and endless fiat currency creation, which is what they've been doing, but they're going to keep doing it, most likely. Um, Under Obama, the national debt experienced a massive blowout, where Obama added trillions of dollars to the existing debt. Just see, and there's a link here to usdebtclock.org. Right now, Obama is overseeing um, trillions of dollars a year in additional debt, an amount that simply cannot be sustained without running smack into a financial catastrophe. It now appears that financial collapse is going to occur under Obama in the next term. 
I really believe these next four years is when we see everything we've been talking about. Literally, if I had started this ministry back in like whenever, the 1960s. If I, if I had been talking since then, I wasn't even born until 1969, I'm just saying. If I had, we are going to see most likely in the next four years the, the, the true fruit, the end game, end point manifestation of everything that we've been reporting on and talking about that going way, way back, decades and decades ago, we're going to probably see the end result of that in the next four years. Number four, rapid expansion of GMOs and USDA collusion. Monsanto and other biotech corporations have thrived thrived under the Obama administration thanks to the USDA collusion and scientific fraud. Over the next four years, expect GMOs to dominate the world's U.S. food supply while the Obama White House rejects any effort to try to label GMOs on a national basis. I mean, why would they be spending billions of dollars to make sure that GMOs are not labeled? I'm sure their intentions are pure. Pure as the driven snow. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm all over, you know. Why would they be going out of their way to make sure that GMOs weren't labeled unless they were totally of their father the devil and were trying to just get us to consume these things that literally alter our DNA? And isn't that what it's always about for Satan, altering our DNA, just like it was in the days of Noah? And Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, which is essentially where we're right on the cusp of. Same stuff he was doing in Noah's day, trying to manipulate our DNA, trying to literally create a hybrid race that were known as giants, which was derived from the Hebrew word Nephilim. He's trying to alter our DNA just like he was back then in the days of Noah. And Jesus Christ predicted it was going to be that way. And GMOs are one of the main ways they're doing it. Vaccinations, there's all kind of tainted DNA in that as well. What they're spraying on us with the chemtrails, that's another source of it. I mean, there's just a lot of different ways they're trying to destroy us, body, soul, and spirit. Number five, increasing dictatorial government health care. Obamacare will grow like a cancer. Pushing Americans into mandatory vaccinations that inject children with mercury, formaldehyde, which is a bombing fluid, MSG, monosodium glutamate, aluminum, well, and then you can get into the squalene, and you can get into the, the aborted babies, which they derive at least, I think, 18 vaccinations from aborted babies. They culture them off human diploid cells, off different aborted baby strains. Um, also, Green Racy's monkey kidney, diseased monkey tissue. That's another culturing medium they use to make some of these vaccines. Uh, chicken embryos, things of this nature. I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, you can check all this out in the PDR. Physician, uh, physician's desk reference. You can, don't buy one. Just go to a library and start looking up some of these vaccines. See what's in them. See what the culturing medium is. How they make them. And we're talking witches brew beyond belief. This this will make a witch blush. What they're what they're injecting into people right into their bloodstream via vaccine. Aluminum, you know, plaques up the brain, causes Alzheimer's and cancer and mercury. I mean. <laughs> I've done that, well, whole teachings on mercury, how toxic. All these things cause cancer, alter our DNA, curse us, essentially, from, you know, the aborted baby vaccines especially. Look for the Obama administration to wage even more wars against raw milk, freedom. Boy, they're so concerned about raw milk, I'll tell you, raw dairy. 
Huh. Because Satan knows how good that is. The potential health benefits of raw dairy. Good, pure, pure, organic raw dairy. The way God intended it to be. He knows that. So that's why he's so focused in on anything that would help us physically. He's so focused. I can't get raw dairy, not raw milk in, in North Carolina. It's illegal. You can get some raw cheese, but not raw dairy, not raw dairy, not raw milk. You know, so it's it's horrific. <clears throat> um, farm freedom and food freedom, while all requiring yet more foods to be pasteurized or fumigated under the guise of food safety. Just remember, if the government's doing it, they've got some nefarious purpose. It's gotten that bad. Freedom Works has put together a list of companies that will be. Now, this is another point with, with the whole Obamacare thing. Freedom Works has put together a list of companies that will be laying off employees as a result of President Obama's health care law. And there's a link to this. Companies plan massive layoffs as Obamacare becomes rallying. And you can click on this and you can look at all these, just some of the companies. I remember the day after the election, up on Drudge Report, all these links where it was talking about uh, companies that were just folding up, laying off massive amounts of people, or just folding up. Once he got into office, they're like, we know we're done. We cannot sustain what's coming with Obamacare. We cannot sustain what's, sustain what's coming with just Obama being in office. And this is all by design to destroy the, you know, the middle class. Now, here's a wonderful little <clears throat> link recorded from the Blaze Television Network, channel 22212 on Dish Network. Now they're just being coming right out in the open about what their agenda is. Now, I'm going to play this clip here. Now, a listener of mine actually put together, strung together two different clips and um, I'm going to play this from the 18 second mark. Now this is this was on Glenn Beck. He was just talking, and I'm not going to play that part. But I'm going to I'm going to let you play the the commercial that is segued into from his show, the first one. Okay, so Glenn Glenn Beck is just going to an audio break here, or a commercial break, and I'm just, I'm going to start rolling this. For millions of years, this lake thrived. But now it is dying. Poisoned by humans who put themselves above nature. It's time to stop the killing. It's time to heal our planet. It's time to remove your footprint. Agenda 21 is coming soon. I I don't... Do you understand the implications of what we just heard humans who put themselves above nature. It's time to remove our footprint. And then they, they pan to this dry lake bed where there's like bottles and stuff like this. It's all man's fault. And then it shows a person just from like the shins down standing on the same dry lake. But now it's time to remove ourselves from this footprint. It means humanity has to die in order that mother Gaia or Mother Nature, or whatever you want to call her, this supposed entity is not grieved anymore and can heal herself. We need to have a massive depopulation um, program now more than ever. Now, I'm going to go ahead, let me just play the next part then of this. 
We are just days away from the election, and if you haven't made it... Now, this is when he comes back and starts talking, Glenn Beck. ...to an event hosted by my friends at FreedomWorks, I strongly urge you to head to Illinois this weekend in Chicago. There's an opportunity to make a difference in this election. You cannot handle the sheer number of humans who reappear. This is the next commercial. She's saying we cannot handle the sheer number of humans. Now, this is another Agenda 21 commercial that just came out. Something has to yield, and I believe that it's up to us who have lived a good life to make sure that our children will have the opportunity to live good lives, too. I have lived a good life. Now, this is an elderly lady, and now they've got these other elderly people saying, I've lived a good life, and I need to basically sacrifice myself on the altar of Satan so that my children can live a good life. It's time for us to die. So it's time to die, Gramps. Agenda 21, coming soon. UN for Sustainable Development. Whenever you see that word sustainable, that is basically a buzzword for world depopulation. So Grandma, Grandpa, you need to die. You've lived a good life. You're out of here. Get on the pain train because we're going to take you to the to the furnace and we're just going to, you know, I mean, I, I don't even, this is so insane. This is so in your face. And again, there needs to be an absolute massive public outcry regarding this garbage. This wasn't, this next part, I feel like I, should, I need to, a, a, I need to define Agenda 21. Obviously it's depopulation, but the blaze just came out. Uh, no, it didn't come out. This was from 2011. But they're, they're saying, what is Agenda 21? If you do not know about it, you should. Agenda 21 is a two-decade-old grand plan for global sustainable development brought to you by the United Nations. George H.W. Bush and 177 other world leaders agreed to it back in 1992. And in 1995, Bill Clinton signed Executive Order 12858, creating a presidential council on, quote, sustainable development. Now remember, that's for, so Mother Gaia can be sustainable. That's always a buzzword for depopulation. This effectively pushed the UN plan into the Americans' large, churning governmental machine without the need for any review or discussion by Congress or the American people. Because we're just sheeple, we don't have any input on this, is how we're looked at. Sustainable development sounds like a nice idea, right? It sounds nice until you scratch the surface and find that Agenda 21 and sustainable development are really cloaked plans to impose the tenets of social justice, socialism on the world. At risk from Agenda 21, private property ownership, well, these are things that will be done away with. Single family homes will all be herded into apartment complexes in the in inner cities and we'll, we'll have, you know, we'll live in like 15 by 15 or 10 by 10 little uh, cubicles. Uh, private car ownership and travel choices. That Why, why you can't have a private car? It's, it's going to be inner city. You're going to have to walk or bike anywhere you go. Uh, privately owned farms will be done away with. You'll just have big ConAgra farming, that type of deal. Agenda 21 plan openly targets private property. For over 35 years, the UN has made their stance very clear on the individual mandates of owning land. Land cannot be treated as an ordinary asset controlled by individuals and subject to pressures in, in the inefficiencies of the market. Private land ownership is also the principal instrument of accumulation of concentration of wealth. They can't have that. They can't have anybody having wealth beyond the elite. Okay, And therefore, this contributes to social injustice. So somebody that's busted their hump or whatever, earning their own living, 
sweat of their brow type of deal. That's that's social injustice. That's I mean this is this is all so Obama and it's all so unbelievably pure evil. But this is this is the UN. This is the United Nations. This is the coming one world government. And then it says, if unchecked, it may become a major obstacle in planning and implementation of developmental schemes. People privately owning land. It all has to be controlled by Satan, essentially. The provision of decent dwellings and health, health conditions for the people can only be achieved if land is used in the interest of society as a whole. This is collectivism. This is communism, socialism, fascism, basically all rolled up into one. This is satanic. Uh, where was this said? This last quote I just said? At the United Nations Conference on Human Settlements, Vancouver, B.C., May 31st um, through June 11th, 1976. Set all the way back in 1976. Um, so George Soros is funding it and has been. Again, and this is a pretty big article here, but obviously another gigantic tenet of Agenda 21, particularly from these commercials, is death. Absolute death. The, the elderly need to die. People that supposedly cannot contribute to the big brother system need to die. People that won't conform, like myself and my listeners, to the big uh, big brother, Agenda 21, United Nations, they need to die. People that would view their religious system, like Bible-believing Christians, as the only way to heaven, are unfit to live as well. They would have to die because of their um, supposed, you know, inflexibility and bigotry, and not believing that you know every other religion is equal. They would all have to die. People that would want to have private ownership of land, private gun ownership, um, private food stores. They would all need to die. I guarantee you this is where it would end up leading. So, again, this is what Agenda 21 is all about, just so, just so you know. Um, I'll, I'm just going to put this link to this in the actual PDF for this. So I'm going to put it underneath the, um, the video that we just played here. So if you want to know more, if you want to explore about Agenda 21, you'll have that as a resource. Okay, now let's go to the next point, number six. Immediate surge in gun sales and ammo. This is another thing we are already seeing now. Obama has promised to try to destroy the Second Amendment and deny Americans the liberty to own firearms. Now, this is a gigantically huge point. Okay, Because if they can get our guns away, let the slaughter begin. It's the way it's always worked in every other dictator, fascist, communist, whatever type of dictatorship that they may have. Okay, Stalin, Pol Pot, Mao Zedong, Hitler... You name it, any other, and I've given, even given you the charts in previous studies, any other dictator that was able to disarm the population, the wholesale slaughter of humanity, the ones that will not conform, the ones that will not give in wholeheartedly to the big brother system, must have to be eradicated. And if they have no guns, they have no means to defend themselves. And by thus, by you having guns, it's a preventative measure to prevent mass murder. See, it's not about just saving our own skins. We're preventing them committing mass murder of society on a, whole, on a wholesale scale. Just key in biblical resistance or 
I think in the keyword search box at ContendingForTruth.com. I've talked about this a lot. Or biblical self-defense or resistance to tyranny. Biblical resistance to tyranny. Okay, You're preventing murder. I'm not saying we have guns so we can go around blowing people's heads off. I'm saying we're using it as a preventative means to prevent them murdering us and our families and possibly other families. Remember, it's about defending the widows and the orphans and the poor and the fatherless. And when that's not happening in a society, it grieves God when the, when the innocent aren't defended. So, you turn in your guns, and you lay down, and you, and you, you roll over on your back, and you, and you start kicking your, your legs like a little baby, and say, oh, big brother, I give in, I give in. That's an abomination to God. It really is. I mean, as a man, particularly. Because how are you going to defend anybody? How are you going to defend the innocent, the fatherless, the widows, the orphans, those that cannot defend themselves? How could you do that? No, I just give in to Satan. Oh. I don't see any Bible for that. You know, the Bible says, He that provideth not for his own house has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. The word provide means also means as a means of self-defense, of defending your house. Doesn't just mean going out and bringing home the bacon. Okay, so anyway, I've got into that in many other studies, but... So, we're going to see an immediate surge in guns and ammo. It's already happened. With his re-election, expect to see a massive surge in gun sales as more people attempt to stock up in anticipation of gun bans or government gun confiscation. They're going to have a tough time pulling this one off. I really believe. I mean, we've, they, this is um, a story. Business is booming for gun sales after the election. Reports are already coming in that gun sales are booming after the re-election of Barack Obama, with gun manufacturers seeing their stocks soar as Obama administration moves to ramp up for gun control efforts via the United Nations, the ones that just brought us that wonderful commercial about Agenda 21. The Obama administration has openly announced their intent to bring back the assault weapons ban that was, quote, law for 10 years. But this time, Dianne Feinstein and the gun-grabbing liberals aren't just restricting new weapons and ammo purchases, but are seeking legislation to require arms to be turned in and private sales to be barred. If I was you, I wouldn't buy my gun from a gun store. Okay? I'd go on, you know, your local whatever, newspaper. They've got local periodicals. People have guns for sale. If I was you, that's how I'd do it. Just saying. <laughs> Same reason I tell people if they're going to buy something like gold or silver, don't do it online. Don't go to some place that has to have all your information. You want the government to know as little about you as humanly possible. You do not want to create a paper trail, if at all possible. There's nothing illegal about that. And if there is something illegal about it, it's an unjust, evil law. It's garbage. You know, the, the thing is, is there's no way. We break, I don't know how many laws, just, just about our daily business now. There's so many laws that they've already got on the books, it's impossible not to go out and break multiple laws on a daily basis anymore. You can't do it. Because they framed mischief by a law, as the Bible talks about. That's the norm. It's a wicked, corrupt, evil government of Satan, for Satan, and by Satan. That's what it's degenerated into. And it's only going to get worse. 
There's no way you could possibly keep the law anymore. It's impossible. It's, it's humanly impossible. I've seen all kinds of reports on this. There's, 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 there's laws in the books we don't even know about. We're breaking laws all the time. <laughs> you, can't keep, you can't keep them all on track. There's no way. I'm not saying we go on and, and do overt evil. I'm just saying there's no way to keep all the laws. The government even admits it. It took less than 24 hours. The votes in Florida were still being counted. But with the Obama firmly entrenched in for four more years, the U.S. officially went on record this week to support a new round of talks on the United Nations Armed Trade Treaty. Now, this is totally different than what I just said about this, um, about Dianne Feinstein. Seeking legislation to require arms to be turned in and private sales to be barred. This is totally different. This is the United Nations Small Arms Treaty that we had talked about before, that Obama backed off on. Because he knew it would hurt his re-election. It would be just one more thing that would have potentially really, really hurt his re-election. I understand it was rigged. But he didn't want to do anything more to literally, no pun intended, shoot himself in the foot than he'd already done. I mean, destroying the economy to the extent he has and everything else evil that he's done. I mean, he didn't need any more bad things to contend with. Whereas he once told Sarah Brady he was pushing gun control, quote, under the radar. Now, Obama can openly launch broadsides against our gun rights. On Wednesday, the U.S. joined 156 other countries. This is on Wednesday. This is He just got elected. On Wednesday, Super Tuesday, the next day, the U.S. joined 156 other countries voting to disarm citizens and finalize this treaty by March of 2013. The United Nations, which is the main, going to be the main backbone of the coming New World Order, always have, have been posturing and putting themselves in that position, jockeying themselves into that position ever since its inception. It's all about Gun control is where it starts. What do you think is in the front of the, of the United Nations building in New York City? It's a 357 Magnum with a literal knot in the barrel. It's all about gun control. It's that important to them. If it's that important to Satan, it's something that we should look at and understand. They want to finalize this treaty on two, in 2000, March of 2013. To disarm citizens in these 156 countries. The only country that voted against it was Russia. The measure now goes on to the 193 nation General Assembly for a formal vote where it is expected to pass. Now this isn't anything that Americans would have anything to do with. This is all outside. But if you enter into a treaty, a treaty always supersedes the law of the land. The MPs and the PGAs, which are the globalist parliamentarians for global action legislators all around the world, as well as many other colleagues with whom we work, are deeply committed to making the ATT, which is the Arms Trade Treaty, this is this United Nations Small Arms Treaty, a meaningful reality in the near future. This was the PGA president and New Zealand member of parliament, Ross Robertson, said. There's a link to his name. Then he goes on to say, we want a strong arms trade treaty, and we want it soon. 
We will move heaven and earth to see that once it is in place, it is signed, ratified, and implemented in all our countries as soon as possible, he added. End of quote. How much more in your face can you get than this? We will move heaven and earth. They're not, they're not viewing this lightly. This is the main reason they have not implemented the real bad stuff yet in America and elsewhere. Because they do not want an armed citizenry. They want a totally disarmed citizenry where they can go in and wholesale slaughter and take you off to the camps and you can't resist. Why? Because they're cowards. And they are of their father the devil and of his lust and of his works they will do. They don't want to be facing the end of a gun barrel. They don't want any consequences for their actions. Their consequences are going to be, although they're already going to hell, but hellfire, burning in eternity and then be thrown into the lake of fire at the great white throne judgment. I'm just, if they're listening, this is what they're where they're going to end up unless they repent and get saved. Which I pray if it's possible they would. We will move heaven and earth to see that once it is in place, the small arms tree, it is signed, ratified, and implemented in all our countries as soon as possible. Several media outlets have reported that the Obama administration temporarily withdrew its support of this treaty this year, amid fears that such support could hurt him in the November elections, obviously. According to Reuters, Obama feared attacks from Republican rival Mitt Romney regarding this issue. Gun Owners of America worked with Senator Jerry Moran of Kansas earlier this year to get 50 other senators, some Democrats, to send a letter to the president opposing the treaty. It was this letter, says Reuters, which prompted the Obama administration to start derailing the effort back in July, before full-blown you know, election stuff. But now the president firmly ensconced in Washington for another term, the president is going to press hard for this gun control treaty. So everything you've seen this devil do up till now, you can just expect him to put about ten more times the effort into destroying this country than he ever did before. There's no governor on this devil anymore. And I understand he's a puppet on a string. But they're ramping up things and they're going to kick it into really high gear. And again, this is things we need to be praying about. Not just sitting here wringing our hands about it. Yeah, educate others. Pray about it. Fast about it if you so feel led. I'm telling you though, it's, it's when they take the guns, that's when it's really going to kick in. The high gear. It's been like that in country after country. That's when the slaughter will truly begin, most likely. So gun owners of America will be working hard with the Senate to oppose the treaty. And should the president sign it and begin lawlessly implementing the treaty through executive orders, GOA, which is Gun Owners of America, will press the House and the Senate to begin defunding his efforts. Yeah, once it gets to that point, though, you know, the the House and the Senate are corrupt, too. So 
Then it goes on to say, don't forget that an Illinois senator named Barack Obama was an aggressive advocate for expanding gun control laws and even voted against legislation giving gun owners an affirmative defense when they use firearms to defend themselves and their families against home invaders or burglars. So in other words, this devil would have it that if a burglar breaks into your house, you better just let him kill you all and your family and do whatever he wants. He can rape, wholesale slaughter, whatever. You better not use a gun against him because you're going to be the one in trouble. This is how darkened and evil and satanic this devil is. Voted that if a woman were to deliver a baby that was meant to be aborted but still survived, you need to kill the baby outside the womb. Only senator to ever vote for that. Most aggressive pro-abortion. You know the, the blood on that devil's hands? I can't even imagine. When he goes to hell and then the lake of fire, I can't even imagine the punishment for Barack Obama. I can't even imagine it. If, 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 you, could, if you could see him in hell, if, he could give, if God would give us a future glimpse of Barack Obama in hell and the lake of fire, we would, probably, we would probably die from fear of just seeing five minutes of him in hell. It would be so horrific. We couldn't even imagine I'm not saying I could. I'm not saying Mr. Big and Bag and I can handle it. I'm not even, I would never say that, ever. So he actually voted against legislation giving gun owners an affirmative defense when they use firearms to defend themselves and their families against home invaders and burglars. And that's ultimately why you'd have a firearm. Defense of family, defense of the innocent, defense of your children. Not an evil, nefarious purpose. Or, in the case of hunting, for food. This, this was written by Larry Bell of Forbes. It goes on to say, and that was after Obama served on a 10-member board of directors of the radically activist anti-gun Joyce Foundation in Chicago, which contributed large grants to anti-Second Amendment organizations. If it's something evil... Barack Obama is going to be for it in this world government. And they've got their man. Who better to have some, I mean, what better puppet could you have in office right now that if they want something evil pushed and pressed through? Who, who better than Barack Obama? I don't know anybody better on the planet than him. Here's a series of articles, and I'm just going to read you the titles, and it's Proof, Obama is coming for your guns. Uh, first article, Obama calls for renewal of, of assault weapon ban. And we just covered that. Then the next one, globalists pull out all the stops to grab guns after Obama victory. Uh, number, the next one, turn them over. Feinstein moves to ban all assault rifles, high-capacity magazines, and pistol grips. Next one, after Obama wins, U.S. backs UN, US, UN arms treaty talks. Literally the next day. They didn't waste any time. They're not going to waste it. There's not going to be a lull. See, that's what I mean. He's just going to pick up right exactly where he left off. If Romney would have got in there, there would be, obviously, there would be a lame duck session with Obama, and then Romney would get in, and then there would be this big transitional period. But see, now with Obama in, they could just pick up right where they left off, and now they don't even have to restrain themselves. Because they don't have to worry about a second term. It's worst case scenario. Going further, uh, Senator Feinstein looking to introduce a new assault weapons ban. 
And then the United Nations celebrates Obama re-election by pushing global gun control, says Second Amendment Foundation. Oh, you bet the United Nations is happy Obama's back in there. That's, a, that's their boy. And then the next one, hours after re-election, Obama greenlights, UN gun grab. These are all articles just confirming what I just said. I'm not making this stuff up. Seventh point to consider. Accelerated erosion of the Bill of Rights and Civil Liberties. Under Obama, civil rights, human rights, and the Bill of Rights will be rapidly eroded. This goes hand in hand with the cancerous growth of government. As government expands its power and confiscates more economic resources, it simultaneously destroys individual liberties and due process. This isn't to say that Romney would have been any better, of course. Both candidates were philosophically invested in the rapid expansion of big government. Number eight. Continued destruction and looting of the U.S. economy. Under Obama, the financial looting of the U.S. economy by global bankster elite will continue. The same would be true with Romney, by the way. Under Obama, America's unemployment rate will continue to head skyward. Entitlements will be expanded, and the USA will be plunged into the tyrannical welfare state, dominated by mindless zombies who have no cognitive grasp of reality. Number nine, employers leaving America. Employees will continue leaving American droves, hiring offshore workers instead of creating jobs in the United States. And why? Because employers can't afford to pay the Obamacare mandates that are now here and coming and still stay competitive in the global marketplace. Again, all by design. Number 10. Stepped up attacks on Christians, veterans, and preppers, just to name a few. Returning U.S. veterans, Christians, and preppers will continue to be vilified by the Obama administration to the point where they will be arrested as terrorists for engaging in fundamental preparedness strategies such as storing food, water, medicine, and ammo. Watch for the liberal media to join the White House and painting them as, quote, dangerous individuals needing psychiatric medications. I watched that show... Doomsday Prepper the other night. i never seen it. I watched it online. It was like on YouTube or something. And there was some good stuff, I kind of, but most of the people, at least the three I saw them, they had some real bent toward nuttiness. You know, there was some real off-the-wall thing, that rationale for why they were doing what they were doing or what they were doing. The thing is, is why on God's green earth, if you were trying to prep, would you want to let the whole world know that, hey, I got all this food, and here's where it is. They even showed the one people burying silver, like, in the back of this, basically, in the back of, like, this one shed they had, the silver they had just bought. And I'm thinking, all it would take is somebody knowing who this person was, and then going back there with a metal detector to steal two grand of silver sitting in the ground. I'm thinking, and most of the people were just kind of really off the wall, in, in a lot of their thinking processes, and this is exactly how they want to portray anybody that's a prepper. You know, and I only watched one episode. And so I had a lot of mixed feelings after kind of watching it. Anyway, um, so watch for the liberal media to join the White House and painting them as dangerous. And I, I believe shows like Doomsday Prepper kind of reinforce that. And then what they would always have at the end of every episode is, is they would ask, okay, why are you doing this? And they would say, well, kind of because of this. The one guy, his total reason was because China, oh my word, I forget exactly, there was something about China and they own, I don't know, all these particular treasury bonds, I think it was, and that if they engage in a massive sell-off, our country will be reduced to ruins overnight, and then at the end they always give the reason why that's not going to happen. So ultimately, 
you know, it's they're trying to debunk why they're doing this. And so, then it goes on to say, never mind the fact that the media owes preppers a huge apology in the aftermath of Hurricane Sandy. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, stop here and, because I'm trying to kind of keep the subjects separate. And we're going to go to part three where we'll kind of shift gears a little bit and um, get into another subject. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part three.